wouldn't believe how many times people reach out and that fundamental information is is missing. You've tuned into the Art of Money and Communication podcast. My name is Joshua and this is the place where you can come on Wednesdays to hear inspiring financial stories from everyday normal people just like you and just like me. Well, it's been a very hot and sweaty week in London. June is here and the sun is shining. Very pleasant when you're outside. Not so pleasant when you're you're stuck in your little room recording your podcast. <laughs> But nevertheless, it's a Tuesday evening. The Wednesday episode beckons. I was in the slightly unusual situation last week of having to, to hire someone else for for a project of mine. Now, this happens from, from time to time. It could be working with an accountant. It could be working with another musician. It could be working with a, a web designer. You know, I'm always t- reaching out and, and working with these people. But being in that position where, in this case, I was looking for someone at the last minute, it made me realize there are some very, very important things that we often forget that are important. Now, whether you're a freelancer or whether you're working a standard nine to five job or running your own business, whatever it is, I think that this, these points will give you something to, to think about. Some of them are basic, but you wouldn't believe how often these little things go wrong. Number one is turn up on time. But you wouldn't believe the the effect in the professional world that that this that this has and, and how many people fail to to truly prepare for what it means to to turn up on time. And and let's let's define that. What does turning up on time mean? Does it mean arriving a minute before and, and getting to the office? In my case arriving for a rehearsal. I always, always, always try to prepare to be there well in advance so that I'm there 15 minutes at least before sat, ready to go. And inevitably, there are things that happen that get in the way. This happened just last week where it was Irina's birthday. I was doing a performance about an hour and a half outside of London. I planned to stop halfway to pick up some some birthday gifts. Why not do a little bit of birthday shopping? So I left plenty of time and my car was absolutely stinking. So I thought, well, why not? I'm, I've got an hour to kill before I arrive to, to the venue. And when I say arrive to the venue, that's still very much in advance of the performance starting. I'll wash the car. There was a bit of a queue. But I thought, I've got an hour. No problem. Turns out that the car wash experience was, was extremely sh- slow and it took an hour and 15 minutes to to pass through the queue. And I was on the border of of being late. And first of all, it's a horrendous feeling. I don't like the feeling of, of being late. It gives you a sense of anxiousness. People are wondering where you are. It's not, not the place to be. Number two, give people the details. It's very important when someone reaches out for me in a first initial message that I have the idea of, of what they're proposing. And you wouldn't believe the, the amount of people that reach out and they don't have a clear idea of what they're wanting to achieve. And they write a very broad message that says lots of words, but it's very vague. Be efficient and to the point. Why Why give yourself three paragraphs when, when you can communicate something in email in, in one line? 
and often as well this is this is a very good tip be brave enough to to pick up the phone and to talk to people because often something can be resolved so much more quickly on the phone than going back and forth on emails now when i say give people the the details what what do exactly do i i mean if someone is wanting to to hire me for example i'm looking for a time i'm looking for a location I'm looking for a rehearsal time, performance start time, a fee, repertoire. And then once I know that information, I can make an informed decision about whether that is something of interest to me or whether I can pass it on to someone else and help out the the person that's looking to find someone. You wouldn't believe how many times people reach out and that fundamental information is, is missing. Number three, networking can be your greatest tool and discover how you do it best. When I think of networking, both in the corporate world and in the musical world, I think of it very much in the old-fashioned sense that you're you're there, you're mingling with people, you're chatting, you're handing over your your card with your email address and your website, etc., etc. But I, I think networking has has changed. And you need to think about networking in the way that serves you and your clients and your customers and your colleagues, whoever is best. So, for example, networking events for me in a group or a big group or room of 200 people, I'm much less likely to make an impression in a circumstance like that, because I enjoy one-on-one conversations with people. I don't, I'm, I'm an introvert. I don't enjoy group conversations so much. I always feel like I have to compete for people's attention. And hey, I can do that, but it's not where I shine. And you'll need to, to think about that for, for yourself as well, because inevitably in a career, you need to put yourself out there. It's important. We live in a world where people buy People. And what was most interesting when looking to hire someone myself recently, all of the people that I were considering on my, my list of people that I wanted to, to work with or were potential people, all in my mind because of their social media posts. Which goes to show that it works, doesn't it? You're just putting your, your face in front of people, helping then remind, helping you remind, what am I saying? Helping, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's only, it's only 10 to 6. Helping them remind you that you exist. Does that make sense? Anyway, yes, don't underestimate that. It's important to display what you do and how you do it. And I've learned a lot from that, from the, from the business side of social media over the last few years. And I've started to implement that into what I do as a, as a musician. That doesn't always gel with, with the norm. But again, it's about understanding the networking style. Some people will be at their finest when they're dropping in those little ditties and jokes from time to time. For me, it's not where I, not what I joy. It's not where I shine. I, and I certainly don't cross boundaries. I have limits. I'm not going to. How can I say this politely? Suck up to someone 
because that's going to be the best thing for my career. Again, a wonderful thing about financial independence, right, is it gives you that level to say, I'm not going to suck up to this person. I'm going to do do my best, keep my standards, and network in the way that that serves me and dis- and displays my services in the way that can serve the customer the best. So if you're not putting yourself out there, consider it. I think that there, at least in my world as a musician, there are three types of people. There's people that are forward thinking in their networking. So they're using the social media, the latest trends and, and audio, and they've got a website and they're always developing their, their skills and sharpening themselves. There's people that, that put themselves out there. It might be from time to time, you know, a monthly pay, a Facebook post or something on Instagram, but they, they keep it pretty low key. And then there's the people that don't do it at all. And if you do fall into the category that you don't do it at all, think about the consequences of what that may be. And that that may may suit your personality, but you're going to certainly need to have all of your ducks in a row if you happen to lose that particular job and to be able to, to stand on, on some other uh, opportunities when difficulties come calling, because inevitably they do in life. 2023 is the year of taking action. And today's podcast is all about understanding those work attributes that help us shine and do our best. Now, I turn up as regularly as I can with this podcast, hoping to share some kind of pearls of wisdoms, whether they're things that I've experienced or found helpful in my personal finance life, in my communication life, in the hope that you will find those things encouraging too. But the reality is this podcast is still very, very small scale because people aren't leaving reviews and ratings. We could even describe it as a hidden secret. It would be fantastic if you could go straight to Apple iTunes or Spotify right now and leave a rating or review. Be greatly appreciated. And let's head back to the episode now. Point number four, I believe this is, be a kind and courteous colleague who thinks of others. Now, you, I might be reading that and you think, oh, I'm very kind and courteous. That doesn't apply to me. Well, it's the the latter part of the sentence, the who thinks of others that really stands out. And I work on this a lot in my public speaking coachings because inevitably we get very fixated and focused on what's going on in our lives. However, how do we think of others? You might notice that I try my best to do this on the podcast if it all becomes too inwardly focused about my life, what's going on for me, it doesn't leave any room for, for you to go away and to learn anything or try anything from, from the podcast. So it could be the use of a rhetorical question. It could be remembering an interesting fact that someone shared with you or, or a hobby that they try on, on the weekend. Every opportunity that you can to demonstrate that, that you are interested in the lives of other people really helps people see you in a positive light and people will will come to you with with questions with queries they will remain open to you if you are open to them and look we don't need to mention it's not, not even worth mentioning that there are a lot of people out there that aren't kind and courteous does that mean we droop to their level no we have to keep standards high And this episode is all about that. Number five, avoid gossip. Not easy to do. A very important one. Don't indulge in it. Be a professional. Moving on. 
Number six, is it? Are you counting along with me? See, rhetorical question. Be able to laugh at yourself. It's a really important skill. And if if you have this ability to, to laugh at yourself and to view your working life as a game, then life becomes a lot, a lot easier. If everything is a challenge, if everything is difficult, then you're going to, to come to these certain challenges with a sense of resistance. And the people that are able to laugh at their own expense, I find, are the ones that come into work and are most joyful and happy to be there. They make, they make the most fun people to work with, and I always love sharing the stage or the working environment with those people. Number eight, bring flexibility to your business, the way that you run your, your business, whether that's in quotes or working hours. Now, I know that there, <laughs> there are two different thoughts here. And when we're speaking about running our own business, I'm sure we can understand that, right? So if I'm really rigid in the way that I'm going to quote something and a concert promoter doesn't have the, the budget, then I need to keep that in mind. I do need to be as flexible as I can to to try that. And I mentioned a couple of episodes ago that there was someone that, that offered a very, very low fee and I, I turned the work down. Now, that's not, not because... I didn't want to do the work. I just thought that in that particular circumstance that the, the quote was, well, what they were posing was so low that it was unworkable. But I didn't want to show offense. I didn't want to, to be rude. I want to keep that that opportunity as fresh as possible. Now, with someone like that, for example, they've reached out. They've asked if you're available for your services They've quoted a fee and you've said, look, I can't make this work. It would be very easy for that relationship to disintegrate and for it to become nothing. The Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. But... This is where perhaps you could think a little bit outside the box. Back to the networking. A big part of networking is making sure that the, the circle, the people already in your circle are, are clued up, are up to date on what's going on in your life, that they're aware that you're there, you're ready to work, you're ready to take things seriously. And so this particular person that I, I turned the work down from, I want to to make him realize, look, look, please come back. If 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 you're a, a valued client, if you're able to provide work in the future that would be of interest to me and we could work together and have a, a great time, then why not why not keep that 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 possibility open? I'm not quite sure about how that's gonna work yet. It could be suggesting myself forward for something else. That's pretty forward. 
or it could be coming to a performance that they do and saying, oh, I came to the performance, I really enjoyed this particular part, and just just showing that you're you're available and you're interested in, in what they're doing. There are loads of different things that you can do in that way. Now, back to the, the difference. We've got the, the flexibility of your business, whether in quotes or working hours. That makes sense, doesn't it, for, for a freelancer. But when it comes to a nine-to-five being a slave to the man, are you going to to bring that that same sense of optimism and enthusiasm? And I know there are there are two very different opposing views on this. When you're an employee, some people would say you clock in, you clock out as soon as you can, and others would say that it's all about the work ethic and doing your doing your best. And I would I would argue that a happy medium is where you want to be. If you were in a, a corporate job and you were slaying it and doing additional working hours that is not recognized by the company or is not you're you're not receiving funds or uh, bonuses in in the way of of displaying that appreciation from from the side of the company that is a, a big red flag and it's something that you you need to to work on. However, I was visiting believe it or not money savers out there, a Poundland recently. And I was just visiting the shop just as it was closing down. And I could overhear one of the employees say that someone entered the store, the security guard let someone in right at the end. And the the employee was saying, I'm not getting paid for this. Why did you let him in? And on one hand, I could understand the guy done his hours. He's had a long, hard day's work. He wants to get home. And why should he have to work an additional 10 minutes when he's not going to get paid for it? But the the other part of me goes, that shows a lack of, of generosity, doesn't it? Maybe that's the fifth or sixth time that it happens. Maybe it happens all the time. So I was c- capturing that, that little pushback. But we need that sense of, of generosity in our, in our working habits. So again, that people can see the best in us. Because if they see the best in us, they know that we're capable. They know that we want to be there. We, we want to be part of the team. And so if you are someone that is in the, in the corporate world and you're doing those additional hours, you need to find that balance for, for yourself. You need to make sure communicate to whoever it is, your your bosses or your managers, that under the current circumstances you're doing too much. But display and, and really write down and find out what are those behaviors that you can say that I'm willing to be here, want to do my best, but you've got to you've got to value my time. You've got to value the, the work that I'm putting putting in. Now I can't even remember what number we're on, so I'm just gonna move on to the next point. And hopefully you'll remember and it is, don't let other people's comments deter you from reaching your goals. Now, that could be what you're doing in the evening, side hustles. It could be the car that you're you're driving. It could be the lifestyle that you're living. We all know that about financial independence. And other people's comments are always out there. I'm noticing it so much more on social media now. Just go to the, the comment section of any video and it will be displayed. But there's that famous saying that you become the average of the the five closest people that you hang around with. And 
you want the, the those comments ringing in your ears, not the comments of people that are trying to deter you from from behaviors. And Michael was a great example of this. Last week, he was talking about financial independence and setting up the local hockey club, and how how someone was condemning about his choices of of working flexibly. You should be paying into the system. You should be working full time. But in the end, the said critique was benefiting well her child was benefiting from this circumstance by their their child attending his hobby club which was hockey club not hobby club hockey club which he was able to set up because of his flexibility of working don't let other people's comments deter you from reaching your goals moving on be prompt in responding to emails and stay on top of administrative tasks this is massive, and it's not an easy one to do. We've got emails coming in day in, day in, day in, day out. You need to find the system that works for you, and I can't tell you the difference that it makes. When I'm looking for someone, if I'm writing to someone and they're not replying, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a red mark next to their name, a black mark, whatever, whatever it is. I'm crossing out their name because that is not a reliable person that that I want to work with. If they're not going to answer my my basic queries, then why should I why, why should I trust that they're going to turn up and do a, do a good job? And this is it's it's very difficult because we have so so many our fingers in different pies and this is where you have to realize that taking care of the basic steps stands you in good stead and when i was reaching out to to people for for various freelancing tasks earlier last week this was something that people numerous people failed on not getting back quickly and if people don't get back quickly it could be a no it could be say i'm not interested in this job if you do that quickly and you do, and you you communicate that quickly that makes a difference if you're in a position where you're not able to attend to that email straight away it could be having a an automated response or it could be having a pasted response saying, I'm out of the office today, I will reply to this as soon as I possibly can. And just just that one thing gives us the sense that, okay, they've been in touch, I'll, I'll wait for them a little bit longer. But staying on unread or reading it and not getting back to someone, it's it's a big no-no. And that's the way that you, you'll certainly lose out on on clients in in the future also you need to understand your your personal boundaries don't you so when it comes to to coaching online for example i had someone recently that signed up for six sessions and the delivery period for the, the six sessions on five of the maximum delivery period is 90 days that's three months right and i got to probably Month two, completed four sessions, and I explained to to the clients there was another four weeks left, two sessions to go, repeated writing to them with diary availability, and the client writes to me a week before saying, can we postpone because we add more time? And that's where I find these situation is very difficult as a freelancer because you're out on your own you have no one to bounce these ideas off and you have to make a, a fundamental decision but my my decision was it's a very clear 90-day delivery limit if i'm to postpone that 
that means that I, I don't get paid for, what, four months? Because the way that it works on Fiverr is they hold the money for you until the order is, is delivered. So I explained that there was a 90-day delivery period and I had to stick to that. And, and they were very understanding and we came up with, with an alternative way to to work. Now, interestingly, this is this is someone that runs a probably a multi-million pounds business and is a very, very, very busy person. Now, to them, I'm imagining that, that the coaching with me is not on their priority list or very high up, perhaps, unless they, they absolutely need to in that particular moment. But does it send the right tone? No, it doesn't. And that's something that we all need to we all need to work on. I need to work on it myself when communicating with people and expressing what my priorities are. I'm making that clear from the offset. And finally, this one's going to help you out, guys, I'm sure. Consider hiring additional help if needed. This has been a difficult one in my career so far because I've been very reluctant to hire other people when I can do a task myself. But the reality is, when you do so and you find someone that is efficient and acquires, has all of the the qualities that we've discussed today, then it can be a real asset to your business and productivity. And I've started to do that, not with this podcast, but with other areas of my career. And it's a big, big, big help in terms of social media marketing and putting myself out there. It's just been great. And there are solutions to to do that in a cost-effective way. I'm going to say no more on that because it's the, the icing on the cake. I hope that at least one point on this list will have helped challenge you and that you can think I can improve that within myself this week. You've tuned into the Art of Money and Communication podcast. That's it for this week. But I'm sure we'll be back on Wednesday sometime soon with more podcasts for your ears. Take it easy. Ciao. Please keep in mind that none of the information in this podcast constitutes as financial advice. And you should seek your own independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. Ciao.